Hey, Nat Joe. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh, Ooh. happy holidays. Happy holidays. Aww. Guess what? What? I'm sick. <laughs> I was healthy for a solid two weeks. Yeah. And then I went away and I came back and I got sick. Uh, airport it, germs. It does it to you. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I guess it was like the weather shock. Yeah. I went to Costa Rica, so it was like 80 degrees there and very humid. Oh, and beautiful, I'm sure. And then I came back. It was amazing. And then I came back to those two days of ice, like storms, <laughs> where, it, where it iced for like half an inch. And you were like, excuse me? And my body's like, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm going to reject this. So here we are. Big old nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But good thing we're recording today and not yesterday, because yesterday was not a good day for me. You were not sounding cute? No. It was... um. My throat just felt raw from coughing. Ooh. And I just like sounded like this. And it was not a good just time. Just like that. Just like this. Uh. Remember chocolates? <laughs> I hated chocolates. I remember when they first invented chocolates. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Ready for some action? I'm always down for some 80s action movies. Uh, so good. I can't believe I never watched this movie. <laughs> I'm so glad to bring it into your life. <laughs> I'm going to watch it five more times before Christmas. Um, and your brother would probably so ha- I bet you your brothers love this movie. Probably. I never asked. <laughs> well, t- happy new conversation starter. They failed me for not bringing this movie <laughs> into my life. We're talking if you're listening. <laughs> I'm talking about one and two. <laughs> yes, both of them. And we're talking about none other than 1988's Die Hard. <laughs> the christmas movie with bruce willis with bruce willis <laughs> and at the end let's like go through the whole movie and then discuss whether or not we think it's a christmas movie because that's also why i chose this one because it's such like it's so widely debated whether it's not a christmas movie or not yeah. i have my thoughts i want to know yours afterwards <laughs> and then also this is the first time that i've seen a movie that you haven't yeah so wow have turned tables yeah turn turn the tables <laughs> <laughs> amazing so what did you know about this movie beforehand i knew that bruce willis is in it mm-hmm. and i knew that people debate whether or not it's a christmas movie nice and that is it good i didn't know anything else about this movie and i'm so glad i didn't <laughs> <laughs> so i watched this one time last year i forgot most of it by the time we watched this again besides the fact just the feeling that i got from the movie that's what i remember <laughs> didn't remember the plot but Last year when I watched it, it was because it is like Jake Peralta's favorite movie from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I'm like, man, I gotta watch it. I love him. I love Andy Samberg so much. He's so fun. <laughs> and I'm in love with Andy Samberg. So Andy, <laughs> Andy if you're listening. <laughs> this is the impact that you have on people's lives. Yeah, really. <laughs> we watched 1988's Die Hard just for you. <laughs> I hope he's proud. Yes. I bet you. I hope he is too. <laughs> so here's a summary. Yes. New York City policeman John McClane... Bruce Willis, is visiting his estranged wife, Bonnie Badia, Badia, and two daughters on Christmas Eve. He joins her at a Christmas party, or at a holiday party, in the headquarters of Japanese-owned business she works for. But the festives are, or the festivities, I can't read today because I'm sick, <laughs> but the festivities are interrupted by a group of terrorists who take over the exclusive high-rise and everyone in it. Very soon, McLean realizes that there's no one to save the hostages, but him. <laughs> <laughs> very bruce willis i think yeah he was such a man's man in this movie yeah <laughs> so we open on a plane landing turns out bruce willis does not like to fly yeah he's afraid of flying and the guy next to him notices and this guy's so weird and he says to him after you get to where you're going take off your shoes and your socks and then walk around on the rug barefoot and make fists with your toes does he fist mean- with your toes does he mean curl your toes uh absolutely <laughs> 
this is the 80s they they had a different a fully different language he's a man saying curling (laughs) that's too female for me you make fists (laughs) gotta hit him fists with your feet (laughs) but then we established that bruce willis is a cop and that he's from New York and that we've landed in L.A. So before he says that, right, he gets up, the plane lands, and he gets his stuff in the overhead bin, and he has a gun on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah. And the guy is like, sees the gun, and he's like, oh, oh, and he like, relax, I'm a cop. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, I'm a cop. I'm like, no, no, my guy. <laughs> not anymore. Not cool. <laughs> and then you know what else? He pulls out of his overhead bin, instead of like a carry-on luggage, he pulls out a big stuffed teddy bear. Yeah. So... Why didn't he just set that to to stowaway? Yeah, really. Like that was your carry-on item? Just in case someone took it, I Out guess. of everything you could have had, I that's your carry-on sl- item? I would have slept on it. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, yeah, even if it was my carry-on item, I would have held it and not put it in the thing. You know, he's a bad dad for not buying it its own seat. <laughs> Honestly. And also how, just think about the germs in that overhead compartment. And you're going to give it to a child? Yeah. Bad parents. Who so has no immune system. <laughs> they're like square one yeah he's trying to kill his children bruce willis is the villain in this movie (laughs) he's a bad dad so he goes to the baggage claim and he lights up a cigarette or 80s i was like what (laughs) we could smoke inside it's the 80s it's so insane and now we cut to an elegant holiday party yeah and the ceo man thanks everybody for making one of the greatest years in the corporation everybody cheers and then we cut to a dude bro following a lady named Holly down the hallway trying to get her like, come on, girl, like it's 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 Christmas Eve. Let's come on, just like one date. Come on, he's come on. so creepy, and, and she he like looks fully like, does not want it. He looks like the skinny a skinny version of the OxyClean guy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy Mays. Mays? There yep. we go. <laughs> R.I.P. to that guy. So we follow her into her office, and then a pre- there's like another lady in her office, and she's pregnant. She's like, I'm gonna go hit the bar, and then she didn't <laughs> say it like that. I don't know why I said it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go hit the bar. I'm gonna hit the bar. <laughs> but i was like wow back then like drinking while pregnant was normal and now it's like you're trashy <laughs> you're trashy well, if you have a drink that's why none it. of them talk about mental illness yeah, right. <laughs> oops did i generalize too much it's okay we'll we'll, we'll just move on yep. <laughs> turns out holly is bruce willis's wife she picks up the phone and it's her daughter asking about like if daddy's gonna be home for christmas and mom's like i wouldn't bet on it sweetie yeah she's like we'll see what mommy and santa can do and i'm like oh god another christmas movie with a neglectful dad dang <laughs> first arnold yeah now this oh my heart's you know breaking. we picked two solidly action christmas movies this year <laughs> <laughs> two great ones <laughs> good for us anyway so as as they're talking we reveal that that Holly's Bruce Willis's wife because we're revealing like family photos on her desk. So there's a whole family photo with two daughters, Holly and Bruce Willis. And then as they hang up the phone. I, well, you said that and I understood it as like the daughter. It's like two daughters and Bruce Willis. I was like, daughter and Bruce Willis? Like <laughs> their daughter's name is Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce and Willis. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis. <laughs> but then as Holly hangs up the phone, she um she like slams down the the family photo with all four of them and I'm like oop trouble yeah. in paradise she we're not happy I'm like are mom and dad okay no they're not <laughs> so we come back to Bruce Willis and <laughs> John we don't know his name for another okay. actually in this scene is actually when we find out his name <laughs> okay so we come back to Bruce Willis and he ogles an attractive woman she like leaps into her boyfriend's arms and the way she does it like I've always wanted to do that to someone yeah and I did it once and I failed and it looked 
awful. And how do you know it looked awful? <laughs> because <laughs> someone witnessed it and it looked like I humped him. <laughs> Gross. Ew. And I was like, no, it was supposed to be cute. <laughs> It was such a fail. It was so bad. Sophie's on the market for any man who's 6'5 or over. <laughs> Catch me. <laughs> At least 6'5. <laughs> just strong. 6'4. <laughs> well, this is okay. <laughs> so I'm just like with that, like with how he looks looking at that couple, I'm like, are mom and dad okay? <laughs> mm. Also, very unrelated sidebar. Bruce Willis has a lot of hair in this movie. Yeah, he does. He's got a full head of hair. He's handsome in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophie says 1988 Bruce Willis can get it. <laughs> oh, I have a fun Bruce Willis story. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So this co-worker, apparently back in the day, she got asked out on a date by Bruce Willis. And she said no because she's already seeing someone. Wow. Sorry. But if it was me, <laughs> I'd be like, honey, sorry. I am going to go on a date with Bruce Willis. Fine. I'm just going to see where it goes. But I'll come back to you tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> No big. But so after he walks by that couple, he goes up to a guy holding a sign for Mr. McLean, which we find out it's Bruce Willis. And then he introduces himself as John McLean. So now we finally know his name. Yes. Basic white dude name. Yep. I didn't say it. (laughs) Whoop. And he's just very confused that he has a limo. Yes. So we cut to the limo and John is riding in shotgun. Yeah, which, out of all the seats you would choose? <laughs> well, he was like, I've never been in a limo. But, like, the bear's in the back. So, like, at least the bear gets luxury there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and John keeps calling the driver Argyle, which I don't know if he ever introduced himself as Argyle or if he just chose to call him that. I think he said it, like, when they met in the airport, but oh. I just didn't catch it. Okay. I actually didn't catch his name till like, here. <laughs> all the names in the movies, anybody who introduced themselves, I did not catch until somebody else said their name. I... Caught like four names. Yeah. (laughs) It took until the very end for me to figure out who Alan Rickman's name was. (laughs) I just wrote Alan Rickman in all my notes. (laughs) So anyway, Argyle is very chatty. We basically established that Holly is out here in LA because her job picked up really fast and she moved to go like with her career. John is still in New York because he's a New York City cop and couldn't just leave like that. But basically Argyle is saying that, oh, so you didn't believe in her enough to like leave your dreams to follow hers. And he's like damn like you're fast man yeah but also like like, for real you just let your family go like fuck your kids i guess yeah (laughs) who needs christmas yeah so then argyle puts on a jam he puts on christmas in hollis by run dmc (laughs) i said how did i know that but how did you know that (laughs) i don't know actually i just knew it right (laughs) is that a song that we all just know maybe good good <laughs> i was like he puts it on I'm like is this run dmc <laughs> christmas and Hollis? <laughs> what? no way <laughs> so then they get to the building that that holly works in and argyle's like all right well like if you have like if your lady doesn't want you then i'll, I'll be in the parking lot and Aww. then you give me the word and i'll come pick you up and then if not like otherwise give me the word and i'll leave and like good for you so such a good dude yeah what a good guy <laughs> i love him <laughs> So John walks into the main office or the main lobby area and he asks the front guy for whatever Holly, blah, blah, blah. He's like, put her number in the uh He's like, the search her on the directory on this touch screen. And Which he's is like, like super, super like A's. flash to the future, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a touch screen. So <laughs> oh, you like press it super hard though. <laughs> yeah. And hold your finger there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. 
So he looks up the directory and can't find her. So then he goes to like a different letter and she changed her last name back to her maiden name. Ouch. I was like, geez. Holly. Oh, she's mad. She mad mad. <laughs> she's really mad. So John goes to like the elevator and there's some creepy guy just hanging out over there. Yeah. And I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. I was like, so that's somebody. Yeah. Right. But then he goes up to the 30th floor where the party is. And then John meets the CEO who thanked everybody earlier and then the guy's like, oh, you're, you must be John. You must be Holly's man, blah, 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 blah. They have a whole chat. And then they go over to Holly's office and the dude bro was in there from earlier. And he was definitely just doing coke off of Holly's desk. Oh, for sure. Which seems pretty rude. <laughs> Do coke off of your own desk. Yeah, go into someone else's yeah. office. You're really going to leave like powder on someone else's desk? Yeah. That's rude. <laughs> so and then they're chatting and Holly comes back in and she looks like shocked, but also kind of disappointed that John is there. I thought she was just shocked and like kind of happy because she oh. didn't expect him to even show up. Oh. Yeah. I think it was like a happy maybe, surprise. I feel like maybe it was awkward. Just I think because she, I, I think just because of the dude bro was there and he made it weird. Oh, for sure. I'm sure them being in there was kind of like more of a surprise. Maybe Holly just doesn't like surprises. Maybe. Yeah. Also, what a festive name, Holly. Oh, wow. Duh. So Christmassy. Wow. Good for them. <laughs> So John cleans up in some private bathroom and Holly invites him to stay with her, which is kind of cute, right? Wait, real quick okay. before that. So the guy uh, who's just doing coke gets introduced to John and um, he's like, oh, here's Holly's husband. He's a policeman. I'm like, dude, you just caught your, your uh, the person who works under you. Like, you're the boss. Like, right. why are you not bothered? <laughs> that he's doing coke? <laughs> that he's doing coke. I'm like, you're really being really cool about it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a very fair point. <laughs> i'd be like don't what are you doing <laughs> no you know everybody on his level they just you know do coke every now and again it's the holiday party yeah it's la you know whatever this party got really crazy yeah and i was like these co-workers like i don't know yeah. i separate like personal life to, <laughs> from like work uh, yeah life. same i'm very into that so you would not catch me drinking <laughs> with co-workers or like partying there was a lot of um shenanigans and um hanky panky yeah yeah I was like, whoa. <laughs> yep. But then, so yeah, so Holly shows John to a big private bathroom for him to get cleaned up so that they can go back into the holiday party. Holly invites him to stay with her because she says she missed him. And then it's almost a cute moment until John ruins it. I know. They were having a moment and I was like, I kind of have hopes for them. And then they start arguing. I'm like, that, yeah. nope. He's like, oh, so you changed your name back to your maiden name, huh? So like, what's that about? And she's like, well, like, you know, it's a Japanese company. And, you know, if they saw me with a married name, but they don't see my husband, like it's you know gonna be funky and he's like but you have a husband and she's like but you're not here so yeah john you messed up yeah he's very mad and i'm annoyed i'm like this you haven't seen each other in how long and you're just gonna fight about this really yeah you can't just <laughs> say hi and hug yeah get and over like, it guys catch up and yeah. be nice and happy <laughs> yeah well their argument gets interrupted because holly has to go give a speech because she also she is um like the second in command after the, the big boss guy mm -hmm. she's killing it yep Good in the hair her. game, the outfit yes. game, work game. And in the 80s. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, right? What What an inspiration. They'd be like, oh, a lady. <laughs> I'm going to respect her. <laughs> go answer some note, like phone calls and make take some notes. <laughs> Quite like the woman in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> she was also an inspiration. Yeah, she was on top of it. But then so... We cut to a delivery truck and a small sedan pulling onto the premises along with some suspense music. So those are definitely the bad guys. Yeah. And we're 17 minutes into like an 80s action movie. Like shit is definitely about to go down. Yeah. It's taking too long to it's go down. It's too long. It's been too long. There's too much uh, exposition. Yeah. They were two minutes past like the usual. <laughs> <laughs> 
there hasn't been any explosions yet. Yeah. But then, so, yes, they're definitely the bad guys because they come walk in and they shoot the guy at the desk. They sm- set off, like, a smoke bomb. And now the elevator guy gets shot, too. So, bye. Why was he still there? I don't know. <laughs> Dude. man the elevator. You know, in, like, those big, big, big corporate offices, like, there's somebody that just presses the elevator buttons for you. I hate that. Because they have to, like, um, what's the word? They, they like, usher you into the right elevator. Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. But you know what? Good for creating jobs. <laughs> oh, for sure. So then now we're back to where the delivery truck is, like kind of at the loading dock. I yeah. guess that is what that space is called. And it pops open and a bunch of dudes come out. and like the cam- 20 of them. Yeah. And the camera focuses on, I wrote a guy who looks like Alan Rickman. It, it, is, Alan, it, is, it is Alan Rickman. That's fully Alan Rickman. <laughs> Am I Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then one of the guys who shot the front desk guy locks all the elevators and waits out of the building he's like the the, the coder tech. guy yeah, yeah he's the hacker yeah that guy yeah so now some dutch or german guy is cutting cables to something important and he's plugging something into it which i'm like is assuming is a bomb i don't know so it got yeah. a lot of wires <laughs> and then we cut back to john he's calling argyle to i guess tell him that you know i might be good like you may be able to go home wait so yes he was also in the bathroom doing the toe curls on the carpet yes. and i'm like why you mean the toe fists yeah the toe fists <laughs> and why is there carpet in the bathroom it's the 80s that's gross it, you know that bothers shag me rug everywhere that bothers me as much as there as there being carpet in like kitchens Ooh, i hate that yeah <laughs> the 80s weren't all there uh you know they were busy doing coke on their boss's desks yeah so, so yeah so they're plugging in essentially the the bad guys are like taking over the building and shutting it all down yeah they're like messing with wiring they're all not on the same page though because one dude comes over with a chainsaw and the other guy's like nine 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 which means no <laughs> <laughs> so they're not on the same page multicultural that's what we are here <laughs> yeah of course so then yeah as john is calling argyle that's when the guy with the chainsaw comes over so then they lose their um their connection because mm-hmm. he's on a landline pretty lame <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s but pretty cool that argyle has a phone in his car yeah when he was when they were in the limo earlier he was like telling john about all the features he's like i got a vhs player and i was like what <laughs> and my walkman <laughs> yeah you know we i feel like we fully missed the whatever the generation of that had phones in cars like oh, landline sure. phones in cars like we totally missed that they probably didn't work well they probably mm. had like a 20 feet like range yeah, I wonder how they worked. I'm interested now. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. To me, it just, I can't wrap my head around it because, like, <laughs> they, phone, landlines barely worked. <laughs> Landline? I mean, at least where I live, there's no cell phone reception. But now I've I've uh, realized that Wi-Fi calling exists because, mm-hmm. you know, late to the party always. But there were only two spaces in my place that I could actually make a phone call from. It is so weird. But landline, of course, like you could do from anywhere. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. I couldn't live there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back to the movie. Mm-hmm. So now Alan Rickman and his guys come to take over the party. There's gunshots and screams, so, you know, they've announced themselves. And John immediately springs into action. Yeah, well, he's in the bathroom and he peeks into action. Yeah. <laughs> he's only cracked the door open just to not, you know, fully reveal himself. Yeah. And then uh, John sneaks out of the bathroom with his gun and tries to figure out what to do. He goes to some, the building is under construction. So he goes to one of the like under construction rooms. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Rickman is in the main room and he's like, I want Mr. Takagi, the yeah. boss. And then Holly tells Mr. <laughs> Takagi not to move. 
And but, I'm like, he's really asking for Mr. Takagi in a room full of white people. <laughs> and I'm like, good for him for not just assuming the yeah. one Asian guy in the room. <laughs> no, but see, here's my question. <laughs> is he wants Mr. Takagi so bad. He knows his entire resume and his and entire And doesn't know what story. he looks like? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. That's like, you're going to stalk me, but not look at a single picture of me? Yeah. And you know there's definitely pictures of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the CEO of a major company. Yeah. There's so many news articles about Alan him. Alan Rickman, get it together. <laughs> You're supposed to be like the greatest terrorist of all time, but like you can't even spend time looking up a picture of me. Yeah. Come on. Sucks. That's not who I want terrorizing yeah. me. Yeah. And then he goes Do into your the, homework. And then he goes into the crowd and suddenly there's more Asian guys. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes up to um the fa- like to face off with every Asian guy in the in the uh, crowd saying like Mr. Tagagi who came here in the 18 whatever yeah, like and listing two- off facts yeah. and like grilling and um, there's I was just so distracted that whole time I'm like there's no way no way you don't know what he looks like unless he's being racist and he thinks they all look the same <laughs> but that's just me projecting onto him so let me not do that <laughs> I'm just saying, he's a fake fan. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so now John is running through the stairs and he's peeking through a door and sees Alan Rickman's guys loading a missile. Yeah. Because they just had those on it's them. It's his guided missile. I'm like, what kind of company is this? <laughs> Where do you just get a missile from? <laughs> yeah. What? And then also, how stupid do you have to be to just like blatantly label the side of it? <laughs> like, it's so you know which missile you're picking. Oh, duh. Yeah, you're as, right. As opposed to like a misguided r- missile. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> a missile that needs like help. <laughs> so, like a teenage missile. You yeah. Know? So we cut back to Alan Rickman and he says some like quote, but I didn't pay attention to it because I'm really distracted by his accent because mm-hmm. it's just like Professor Snape with like a different accent. Younger. Yeah. Yeah. With the facial hair. Like he's trying to do like a German accent, but mm-hmm. then it's like. It's like German English. It's kind like, of yeah, it's like hybrid something. It's like in and out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so weird. He just knows a lot of languages, this guy. Oh, for sure. So John ends up sneaking into some whatever room that they're in, and it's like full of architecture models. Yeah, it's, I think it's Mr. Takagi's office. Yeah. It was like very fancy, fancy office. <laughs> was it fancy? It's so fancy. <laughs> But so he's listening to Alan Rickman tell Takagi that he wants a code to their computers. And then Mr. Takagi's like, you want what? Why do you want that? And Alan Rickman's like, uh, I don't care about your computers. I care about the $600 million worth of bonds that you have locked in your vault, which is controlled by the computers. And Mr. Like, Takagi. I want like, your vault codes. Baby. Yeah. And Mr. Wanna- Takagi's like, there's seven steps to get into there. So even if I tell you the codes, it's not going to help. So Alan Rickman goes, okay, and shoots him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's cold blooded, yeah. Alan Rickman. Whew. Jeez. And then John makes noise. And then the bad guys immediately go into high alert. I'm like, oh, jeez. So then John ends up getting away and whispers to himself, Argyle, please tell me you heard the shots and you're calling the police right now. And he's definitely not. No, we cut <laughs> to him and he's he's like jamming out, listening to music and chatting up on the car phone. He's like, yeah, girl, of course I'm coming by later. Yeah. And he's like, got his music blasting. Good he's for him. Hanging out. He deserves a good time. <laughs> so funny. Cut back to the lackeys. One of them definitely looks like he has ramen hair. Did you notice that? I didn't. They all have, um, they're all like the, the stereotypical German. They all look the same. With, yeah, like the, <laughs> the white blonde, platinum blonde hair. Yeah. So some of them are like very Fabio long hair. This one guy has very uh, 
wavy ramen type hair yeah some of them have just like short boring hair but you know i noticed the one guy with like the bad glasses oh yeah that guy and i was like oh those are so bad so 80s (laughs) and do not so the first episode where i didn't like someone's glasses wow wow (laughs) and you know what he could see a lot those frames were huge they were humongous you know he could like look down and not have to tilt his head down yeah he doesn't (laughs) see his frames at all no The computer hacker guy tells Alan Rickman it'll take two to three hours to crack the code. And now we cut to John being stressed out trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, he, but um, the hacker also tells Alan Rickman that there's six out of seven locks on the vault. And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> so, just do it. <laughs> Pretty rude. Yeah. He's like, so... Typical corporate boss, though. Doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. We go back to John and he is trying to think of whatever plan. So he pulls a fire alarm. Yep. And the bad guys are like, what is this? And then they stop it. <laughs> yeah. Then they call it in. They call in that it was like a uh, a false alarm so that the actual town doesn't come and try to investigate. Mm-hmm. The town, what I'm saying, it's the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't want anyone involved. So a bad guy comes into that room and he's looking for John. And he's a very shoot first, ask question second later yep. kind of guy. Yep. And this is the guy with the glasses. Yes. So John comes up behind him and they start fighting and then they fall down some stairs and then that guy dies. So yep. then like a good Not arp- because they fell down stairs, but because John killed him. Yeah. I think the stairs might have helped though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like a good RPG player, John loots the body. Yep. <laughs> but the shoes don't fit because John also, mind you, John has been um, barefoot this whole time. Yeah, because he was uh, rubbing his feet. Knuck- feet right, on right. The his carpet. feet fists. Yes. <laughs> Make those fists. <laughs> I'm like curling my toes as we're saying that. <laughs> Fist. Gonna feet punch me. <laughs> Which is just called kicking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a new term. <laughs> so John starts making a smarty pants plan again and puts the dead guy in the elevator and then gets on top of the elevator. And we get back to the main room where like everyone is and Alan Rickman tells the the group, the hostages, that Takagi is dead and he doesn't care about anyone's lives. Nobody. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about you and you and especially you. So the elevator comes in like dangs and the dead bad guy is now wearing a shirt that says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. ho. I'm like, that's badass. That's pretty badass. <laughs> and then now, so Alan Rickman sees that and he goes on a very angry German rant. <laughs> Did not then, catch. There's no subtitles. No. Yeah. <laughs> but then john is watching this from above so he was essentially just waiting on top of the elevator so he's watching from above and then he's listening to whatever alan rickman is saying so he catches some names of some guys because alan rickman's like go tell bobby or whoever to do this and go tell whatever to do that so he's writing down the names on his wrist so that he can i guess have a hit list yeah have a hit list yeah he's on it kind of like aria but not as good as aria's (laughs) aria has hers committed to memory yep he's just got some sharpie yeah and he's a lefty Did you notice that? I didn't notice. Yeah. Ah. So now the elevator that John gets on is sent to the top and it like speeds to the top. So he almost gets squished, but he doesn't. I know. I definitely thought he was going to. I was like, (gasps) but the movie, it's (laughs) only been 20 minutes. I know. He's like, he can't die yet. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah. He gets out and he walks by some breaker panels. And for whatever reason, there's photos of naked women on them. It's the 80s. I was like, come on. I was like, this place is wild. And he touches it like, you know, like when like a super religious person would touch a picture of Jesus as they walk by. (laughs) He's like, ladies, <laughs> little boob touch. Yep. <laughs> Gives him some power to keep going. Yeah, right. So we cut back to the bad guys and the, the dead guy's brother is like having a crazy tantrum and wants revenge. And Alan Rickman's like, whoa, guy, we're sticking to the plan. Yeah. He's like, What are you doing? You can kill him later. Like right now we have to get the money. So then we cut to the creepy co-worker and Holly and they're talking about what's going on. 
and he's like, John is ruining this. We're never getting out. Dude, shut up. <laughs> ruining what? Ruining what? Did you plan this? <laughs> Was he part of the plans? Yeah. You might die regardless. Yeah, he should die regardless. <laughs> that was very heavy. He should get hurt regardless. <laughs> he was annoying. Anyway, John gets to the roof and walks out a mayday to the terrorist because he, he took a radio off of one of the dead guys that he killed. Yeah, and I thought walkie-talkies only connected to other ones nearby. Like, I thought there was, like, a range... Well, that one, they might have been powerful. And if everybody's on the same channel, then I thought they, they had like talk. a 30 foot range. It depends on which one. Like the ones that we would get from Walmart definitely only have 30 feet. Oh, okay. But like these <laughs> terrorists, like if they had planned to take over an entire building and they had to talk from floor zero to floor 45, oh, okay. they would have gotten strong enough walkies. Oh, you know? that's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> it's all about that range baby yeah and i was like if they're all connected why would he think the bad guys can't hear him you know honestly i thought about that yeah a dispatcher answers him and is like sir this channel is only for emergencies and i'm like what happened to her today she doesn't <laughs> give a shit <laughs> it's christmas eve she's trying to go home she's like ma'am i'm getting stabbed all right well like call so 911 yeah. like what are you doing <laughs> go to the hospital what why are yeah. you talking to me what do you want from me <laughs> So then, obviously, Alan Rickman and his friends hear this. So he sends one of the guys to the roof, and the dispatcher still isn't having it. And John is like, "Lady, what? Like, do you think I'm ordering a pizza?" And she's like, "This is for emergencies only." <laughs> and then, as that's happening, John gets shot at, and the dispatcher just thinks that it's like static and a prank. So she's like, "Just go, I guess, send a drive by. Just go check it out." Yeah, she's like, "Tell the nearest cop to do a drive by." And then we cut to a cop hoarding a ton of Hostess cakes in the yep. convenience store. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're starting with. Yeah. <laughs> LA's finest. <laughs> and he gets the call. So he's at the gas station deli, gets the call. He goes outside to look down the block because he's literally like 10 feet away. And the cashier was giving him such a hard time about his purchase. Pretty rude. Like kind of fat shaming him. Yes. And I was like, bro, you're bigger. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just mad that you didn't buy 30 cakes. And also, <laughs> did you notice that gas was 74 cents? No, I didn't. And now I'm really upset. <laughs> we should check what that was like with inflation, but like 74 cents. Wow. Boomers, you got to check your privilege. Yeah. <laughs> That's some bullshit. <laughs> Back to John. So now John is getting shot at again. He sneaks away. The bad guys realize that he's in the elevator shaft. So Alan Rickman is like, don't worry about him now. The elevators are all locked. So just leave him in there. And then... John uses, I don't know how he decided to do this. He used the gun as leverage to climb down the shaft. So like imagine a square that is, I guess, shorter than the length of the gun itself. And then he uses the strap of the gun to like belay himself down. And yeah. I'm like, there is no way. No, that would no have snapped. No possible way. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> John. Yeah. But anyway, it works long enough for him to like just manage to jump into another shaft. Yeah. But obviously that makes a ton of noise. So everybody knows where he is now. And they run over. Yeah. And then they and then he lights the lighter that he stole off of like one of the dead, the dead guy. And they all see that light and they're yep. like, oh, down there. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, just shoot me on the spot. I would not do that. <laughs> just trust a, a strap of a gun that much. Yeah, no. No. Before that, the part where like, before he ends up in there, he, he ends up in front of some fan and he stops it. But that scene, I do remember seeing that somewhere. Yes, that's, that's definitely been in other movies. Yeah. Because I feel like classes have used that for yes. like light lessons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, that shot of him when he, um, when he opens the lighter and he's mm -hmm. in the, the air duct. Yeah. That's one of those like iconic shots mm -hmm. that I remember from textbooks. Yeah. I definitely remember seeing the um the fan scene in class. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. 
that's memories. <laughs> memories. Yeah. All alone in the moon. That's from Cats. Ah, I, I wouldn't know. I, haven't seen i haven't seen either i know the soundtrack my mom loves show tunes and classical music so that's like all we listen to at home so um i don't know if i'm gonna take her to see cats i don't know that she wants to see cats i heard it was really bad you know i heard it was very funny <laughs> but like i'm sure in the bad way <laughs> so everyone's just gonna go see it to like make at fun of it point. at this I'm, point I'll, I'll wait until it's on a streaming service <laughs> <laughs> so anyway back to the movie yes so the bad guys go to whatever floor and one of them starts shooting at the vent John is in and a bullet hole happens right in front of him. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and OK, so here's my issue with that. Yeah. The, sh- the the air duct that he's in is like three feet by two feet. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can miss a person in that. Yeah. How did he miss? Because he went from like one end to the other, but then didn't continue through. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Like he because I because John was in like the last little bit. So I guess he just assumed this full grown man was going to be in the rest oh. of it. Oh yeah so then he goes to like push up the vent to see where the weight is to see where john is and he's about to get to john but then he gets called away and john has like he like quietly cocks his gun and like points it and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god gonna happen (laughs) the tension (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and then he gets called away and i was like okay we cut to outside and there's a police officer and he made it to the building and he's just like kind of circling around yep and john goes into the office where takagi got killed and he sees the cop circling around and gets pissed. And I'm like, okay, but like, what is this guy supposed to be looking for? Honestly. Like, it just looks like a building outside. It does. You're not going to be able to tell. Like, it's not like he can see through a window and be like, oh, that guy has a gun. Oh, wow. Terrorists? Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Let me call this in. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes inside and the guy acting as the doorman, who is the bad guy, is doing an excellent job because I would never know. Yeah. No, me he's, neither. He's great. So laid back and chill. Yeah. He's watching football. Yeah. <laughs> He had the easiest job out of everyone there. So now John is getting mad because no backup is coming. Because like, I called this in, but nobody's, there's no backup. So he decides to smash the window because that's how we, we deal with our feelings. Yeah. Oh, also, can I just note that at the, be- I don't know if you noticed this, but at the beginning of this movie, he started out with a white tank top. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it is completely brown with dirt. Gross. And sweat and yep. Gross. <laughs> so, and I'm sure it's only been like an hour at this point. <laughs> so john is really moving he's covering ground yeah right so three of the bad guys go up to another guy and they ask about the cops and the other guy says that there's only one dude and i didn't catch the rest of their conversation because i failed german okay (laughs) that's right you did take german i forgot about that yeah i took it because the professor was really attractive (laughs) but you you learned some german yep and i got a d and it wasn't the d i wanted (laughs) (laughs) merry christmas yep so we go back to the cop and he's like he goes in and he's like i'm gonna talk to the guy at the front desk so he explains he's just there to check if it's a false alarm and the guard is like oh yeah we've been trying to fix the bugs in our security and then that's when john like tries to smash the window Mm -hmm. and it makes like a huge sound and totally reveals where he is of course and the bad guys head over so the cop is like, I'm going to go look around. And then he walks five feet and is like, no, nah, I'm going to go by. <laughs> and lucky because he, if he walked two more feet, he would have gotten shot by the bad guys waiting behind the elevators for him. No, I think that was the dead body. Oh. Was it the dead guy or was it a guy just oh, hanging out? Either or. It would have been bad news either way. Yeah, no, he wouldn't have made it out. <laughs> yeah. So now one of the bad guys comes in as, as a decoy because they all know where John is. So then John shoots the second guy who comes in. 
and then hides from the first guy under the table. He's crawling under, and the guy that he didn't shoot jumps on top of the table, starts shooting down below him into the table. John is such a badass. And he's like, oh, next time, don't hesitate to kill me. And John's like, okay, and he shoots the guy in the dick. <laughs> and it's like, thanks for the advice, man. <laughs> so now... We go back to the cop yep. again, and he contacts dispatch, and is like, it's no big deal. And then... Just kidding, it is. Yeah, and then as soon as he gets into his car, like a body drops down from above. And just lands on the hood of the the cop car. Scares the crap out of him. I was like, oh my God. Same. So he turns on the car lights and then machine guns start shooting at him from inside. So he drives away like crazy. And then- Screams for backup. Yeah, screaming into his little walkie. And then he, um, he drives past- and we see, we cut to Argyle still partying in his limo. <laughs> and then in the rear view window, you see the cop car go past. <laughs> that guy. It was so good. I love that guy. <laughs> so fun. So now John is directly talking to Alan Rickman. And at this point, again, I don't know if his name is actually Hans or if John just named him that because we never <laughs> established that earlier. Yeah. Turns out it is Hans. Ah, uh, So. Yes. You know, and then again, I was like, are we just being like stereotypical and giving like lazy name? Which like we are, but like I wasn't sure if that was a John choice or like a writing choice. Yeah. I know it's a writing choice. Like, uh, yeah. Here's Augustus. Yeah. <laughs> here's Hans. <laughs> here's Claude. I don't know. I don't know German names. <laughs> Neither do I. Besides Hans. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so now Hans asks who John is, wondering if he just watched too many John Wayne movies. And John is like... No, I preferred this other guy. And then he says the iconic line. yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> and he said it while he was chuckling just like that. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Was that scripted? I don't know. I feel like we he just made it up. it up on the spot. We'll see. That has to be it. <laughs> that's pro- it's on Google somewhere. We'll it figure probably. it probably. Yeah. So now we cut to a, new bro- a news broadcast station and somebody named Thornburg really wants to cover this story, but nobody wants to let name. him. I got it by accident. I was like, oh, reporter guy. (laughs) Yeah. We don't really care about him anyway. Yeah, he sucks. So the main anchor looks very annoyed at him because he probably also wanted to cover it. I don't know. But the main anchor kind of acted like an asshole. So then we also find out that I don't know if it was this at this point that I found out that it was Christmas Eve or it was another point and I just picked it up at this point. But we find out that it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And we cut to Sergeant Al Powell, who is the cop. Who the hell is having their holiday party, office party on Christmas Eve? Corporations who don't care about families. Honestly, like <laughs> send people home. Yeah. Get them out of there. What it's are you doing? That's annoying. I'm yeah. mad now. <laughs> yeah. Do you have so, to work Christmas Eve? I do. Wow. But I get out at like one. Okay. So it's not bad. Okay. I don't care. I've worked every single Christmas Eve. <laughs> Never had like to not work. So Oof. whatever. So for me, it doesn't matter. All my coworkers are really pissed off about it, though. Ooh. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Well, it's like um, <laughs> my mom used to have, I think she used to have the whole week off. And then this year, I don't know what changed, but they're like, nope, they're taking it back. And I was like, ooh, I would hate that. That's messed up. Because like if you have it, and then you take it back, you know? Yeah. And at that point, you're just used to it. And you're yeah. like looking forward to it. Yeah. Like, yes. And then they're like, no. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> At the news station, did you hear, like, they got the dispatch, like, they got yeah. Al's, the officer's yeah. thing, and it, he's like, they're turning my car into Swiss cheese. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, poor guy. Lactose intolerant, can't relate. <laughs> yeah, right. At the news station, um, two news people are getting ready to go on air, and the lady anchor, her name is Gail. Yes, it is. <laughs> Another Gail. <laughs> Who's a news anchor? Yeah. Wasn't it Gail for the last three movies? Yeah. 
Wow. So is that the only news anchor name available? <laughs> I guess so. Wow. And maybe it's like a running joke in Hollywood that every like news anchor is Gail. Wow. Maybe it's a little <laughs> homage to the same like one. Yeah. Gail one, Gail two. Yep. <laughs> Please arrive on set. <laughs> so now Sergeant Al Powell is checking in. He's calling back on the radio channel that John just called on so that John can give him the lowdown so that also John knows that there's some backup with him. Yeah. While also not like saying who he is. Yeah. He's choosing the name Roy so mm-hmm. that he doesn't obviously say that he's John McLean. So now the But also like pot. John's not a super broad name either. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now the cop boss shows up to ask al who he's radioing with and he's like bro you don't think that he could be a terrorist too and i was like nope i have a hunch i wrote big shot cop ah <laughs> uh, i just said cop boss i was like this guy's the worst yeah he's so rude and but good for al i want him to follow that hunch yeah and, and, and stick to it you know yeah and big shot cop is just not taking the situation seriously and i'm like bro he's reading everything wrong how did he get his job yeah really <laughs> and you know he's gonna go back at the end of the day and be like yeah i led that yeah that was all me yeah like, right shut up man <laughs> i did this it was successful because of me Ugh. and um alan rickman gets an update from the hacker guy and he's already like through three locks on the vault and at this point i totally forgot about him yeah i felt really bad I was like, and oh. it's crazy because um alan rickman calls him and he's like so what's the update and he's like i'm in the three i'm almost done and he's like well then don't waste time talking to me Hello. Dude, you called me. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> so now we also cut back inside Tim because now Holly has a request for Hans, Alan Rickman. And he's like, what idiot put you in charge? And she's like, you did when you shot my boss. Let him know. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, uh, I did. And he's like, oh, a sassy lady. <laughs> so her request is to let one of the pregnant women, because they've been sitting on like stones outside. Yeah. That not good has, for her back. Oh, no. So she's that like, poor lady. let her sit on a couch in the office or something. He's like, uh, let's compromise. I'll just bring out a couch for her. And she's when, like, okay. When she mentions the pregnant lady, though, he makes a face and she's like, no, she's not due for another two weeks. That doesn't, no, that, that babies can still pop out. Yeah. This is a stressful situation. Yeah. They could have induced the labor. <laughs> and it would have been his fault. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Again, he's the idiot who started this. <laughs> you got to cut the cord, man. <laughs> it's on and you And we're going to name her Hans. <laughs> so then her second request is like, you know, like we're all people who have bladders. So can we go to the bathroom in groups or do you want to clean up that mess too? And he's like, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go use the bathroom. <laughs> so that's fair. Like, good. Good for her and good for him for negotiating and compromising, you know? Yeah, they're really basic that requests. Was, that was a really adult of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we cut to the news again, and the reporter is at the building, and then we cut back to Argyle finally getting wind of what's happening because it's it's um being broadcast on his TV that he has in his little yeah, as well. He's not jamming out and talking on the phone, and he has like an oh shit moment. Yeah. They're like, oh there's terrorists in the Nakatomi building. And he's like, oh, that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, boy, where have you been? He's like, oh, that's why I didn't get a phone call. <laughs> but also, even if he did get a phone call, like he wouldn't have gotten it because he was on the phone. True. Because that's how landlines work. True, 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 true. They would have been busy. And he would not have picked up that line. Yeah, no. Because he was busy talking to a lady. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so the cop boss wants to storm the building and Al does not want that. But yeah. the cop boss patronizes him. But Al holds his ground, yeah. so good for him. And then Big Shot Cop, <laughs> Boss Cop, is like, okay, then how come no one's made demands yet if this is a real hostage situation? It's not all by the book, you idiot. Yeah. Bro, check your ego at the door. Yeah. Like, Oh, I've on. dealt with a terrorist once, and this is how they all are. Uh, 
Oh, you can't generalize. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's stereotyping. Yeah, really. <laughs> so Big Shot Cop thinks like all of this is bullshit. And Al's like, okay, so then what about the body that came out of the window? And the the boss cop, Big Shot Cop, is like, um, he makes some kind of suicide joke. And I'm like, you're a douche. I hate you. Yeah. He hate you. He needs to lose his job. Yeah. So now like Argyle is also trying to leave, but the gates are closed. So this poor guy's just stuck there. Poor kid. Aw. And now Alan Rickman tells his guys to find sides. The cops try to find their own side. So now everybody's finding their own position. Argyle parks somewhere near the loading dock and he just has to bunker down. Yeah. What and else now- do you do? <laughs> you hope everything works out. Yeah. Well, back in the 80s, you know, those cars are like thick metal. So he's probably safe. He's probably fine. Yeah. True. You know? Yeah. He's okay. So now some cops try to break in. Bad guys shoot at the lights from above. And Al's like, they're shooting at the lights, shooting at the lights. And then the boss cop or big shot cop ignores him. And then they finally shoot out the lights. And he's like, they're shooting at the lights. And Al's like, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Al's face in this movie. (laughs) He's so good. Yeah. So the LAPD sends in an armored car. And some of the bad guys at this time are also loading away some explosives. And they're being very rough with them. (laughs) <laughs> you know they're what? just like tossing them onto the pile and like, yeah one guy drops it and he goes oh shiza <laughs> which is oh shit <laughs> and like, just leave it leave it and i'm like um yeah can we be more gentle with the explosives yeah those are bombs yeah <laughs> chill out let's care about our lives yeah so while all this is going on they have um theo the hacker guy and he's like oh that's his name yeah uh-huh. so he's got his he's has his eye on the cameras and he's like telling the other bad guys like where the cops are all at and like uh-huh. where they're trying to enter from and like what what's going on on the outside so now as that's happening the guys with the missiles and the explosives get to the <laughs> second floor of the building because this is when the armored car finally gets to like the main entrance and it's gonna like ram in and it gets stuck it gets stuck on the handrails oh it's pretty lame that's <laughs> amazing imagine being like bulletproof but not being able to go upstairs yeah that's like you know when bodybuilders are so thick they can't scratch their own back yeah you know you're too strong for your own good (laughs) you're no longer a practical human being yeah you can't do like basic things but anyway so the car gets stuck on the stairs by the by the handrails so the bad guys load a missile and shoot the armored car from the second floor which seems pretty excessive and too close very close yeah (laughs) so that's pretty rude i think yeah but like they're bad guys they don't care what's rude no not at all so then John sees this. He props an elevator door open and does something with the C4 that he took off of the last guy that he killed. Mm-hmm. And turns out he just blows up the building. Yeah, he like launches it down the elevator. He, he launches it down the elevator shaft. He does like some weird thing. Takes like some weird stuff and like makes one big like thingamabobber. Yep. To like push it down. He puts it in one of the box TVs and tapes it to a wheelchair. Those TVs were, I mean, um, no, there was a computer. Or computer. Oh. It was huge. Oh. <laughs> yeah anyway it's a large yeah uh, digital object it was huge and yeah so it causes an explosion and then john calls al again and um <laughs> did you see that yeah and then hot shot Dwayne is the yes big boss yep so Dwayne takes the walkie from al and goes off on john about the explosion and then john roasts him yes he does and argyle's also tuned in on the limo radio and he starts laughing i'm like i love this guy i know i love him (laughs) and john is is like one of the fun parts that john says to him he's like you know if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem and right now you're not part of the solution put al back on and i'm like yes give al the power back we love al yes huge fan (laughs) so then al gives him a pep talk saying like hang in there man like we're here for you we're coming but like just do your thing 
and like I want to see them do a buddy cop movie. They totally. Why did Why did Top Gun get a sequel? Like this one needs. This one has sequels, doesn't it? It does, but I haven't seen them. I don't know if I have an interest in watching them yet. I should be like John and Al. Yeah, if it was John and Al, I would definitely watch live it. hard, <laughs> live forever. Yeah, and it's just them doing fun things together. Yeah. So back to the hostages. Mm-hmm. The Creepy. dude, bro. Yeah, he's sitting there like snorting coke out of his hand. You got to maintain that high, no matter what. <laughs> He's having a really rough time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he rudely says to Holly, I negotiate, like, because he's going to go, like, talk to the bad guys. And he's like, I negotiate million dollar deals for breakfast. I think I can handle this Euro trash. Bro, what? Excuse me? You're trash. Cocaine courage is next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crackheads, you know? Yeah. They're, like, invincible. For real. <laughs> so he comes into Holly slash Han's office because we like we realize that Hans is sitting in. Oh, this was the detail from back when Holly was negotiating with him. We see that she notices that she's still the picture. The family picture is still face down. Mm-hmm. So that's when we establish that Hans is sitting in Holly's office. So yeah. anyway, he the dude bro comes into Holly slash Hans's office to run his mouth t- and talk about like, hey, bro, like we're one and the same, bro. Like this is all just business, brah. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. We're men yeah smart yeah bro we make deals (laughs) so then he's just essentially just saying like i can give you john like we're best friends like i can give you him and immediately my brain is like oh no holly (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like oh god (laughs) so then john and al have a cute chat about their kids and hans comes on the radio to expose his identity because you know that no good dude bro just sold him out yeah because he has zero conscience he's like i know who you are officer new york (laughs) yeah turns out his name is ellis but we don't care yeah so he's trying to smooth talk john now and is like bruh just like stop bruh like he gets us go bruh he gets on he's like hey buddy we go way back hey pal (laughs) we are best friends hey bestie (laughs) glad you can make it to the party yeah and john is like stop acting like you know me because they will just kill you and he's like bro after all these years and john is like bro really they will kill you stop playing this game he's like what aren't you understanding about the situation everything <laughs> so, so then hans shoots him yeah and it's on the the walkies are still on so like everyone who's connected hears it yep and everyone's like <gasps> and then the hostages all freak out because yep. they hear the gunshot so they're all screaming and now hans after he like causes all the panic he's like i need to know where my detonators are where are they because john has them or hid them or something i kind of missed that part of the movie um one of the guys he killed oh um, had them had them Ah. he took his bag oh okay yeah so we cut to like the officers and Dwayne goes off about the whole situation and Al goes off on him and says, why don't you smell what you're shoveling? And I'm, so thank you, Al, for yes. giving me my new favorite say- saying. Yes. <laughs> Love sayings from the 80s. <laughs> so then Alan Rickman contacts the LAPD and yes. makes up some nonsense demand to release Pal's from prison and like list them off and they're all over the world. Yeah. And I like that like mid list. He says to another bad guy, he's like, I read about them in Time magazine. Yeah. He's just wasting their time, essentially. (laughs) Sending them on like a random goose chase. Yeah. And Dwayne's like, gets so rattled from this. He's like, we got to go. We got to start now. I don't don't have that authority. I'm just the LAPD, whatever. And he's like, two hours. He's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) So then we cut to some news coverage of them wasting time sensationalizing terrorism. And it's some like expert on hostages. And he's like, at this stage, this is what the hostages are feeling. 
And then we cut back to the cops because now the FBI has showed up. So now this is their Wait, so before their job. beforehand? Yeah. So Theo and Alan Rickman are talking. Hans. <laughs> Theo and Hans are talking. And Theo is on like this, the second to last lock. And he says it'll take a miracle to get to the last one. And Hans says, it's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. So it's a Christmas movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so back to the FBI, and Dwight gets, like, frazzled, because he's like, oh, my God. And Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight? <Yeah>. Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? He, he's basically a Dwight, though. Yeah. So Dwayne gets frazzled. He's like, oh, my God, FBI, because I guess he's just fanboying. Yep. And then Agents Johnson and Johnson show up. And no just, relation. <laughs> no relation. I just, I'm like, what? <laughs> And they're like, dude, you're not in charge anymore. It's like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now Hans takes to walking around now and has to climb something. So he leaves his gun and his whatever else he had in his hand down. I think it's a flashlight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he like climbs something. And then just as he like gets to the top of the thing, he sees John's bare feet. Yeah. So he he recovers very quickly and he gets this very like, I want to say like an okay Southern American accent. <laughs> Okay, so here's my issue. <laughs> Tell me. Right? He starts acting like he's a hostage and he puts on like an accent, but he didn't change his voice very much. He went like, oh, no, help me, God. Yeah. Oh, dear. It was very like, I feel like you could tell that it was somebody else putting an accent on. Yeah, it was his voice with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, bro, what? But at the same time, I can't do any other accents. So good for him. Uh, true, I you guess. Know? Yeah. So he gets, he acts all panicky. So John's like, all right, then come with me. So we cut to them like inside chatting and they're introducing themselves to each other. And Hans looks at some directory behind John and introduces himself to John using one of the names of the guys on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, quick thinker. Yeah, we're smart. Yeah. So they're chatting and John like loads a gun and hands it to him. And I'm like, bro, what? You yep. just met this person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... So um, then John is like trying to lead him away mm-hmm. and then Hans reveals himself. Yeah, because John is like walking away. So then once um, Hans is behind him, he pull he speaks some German into his walkie-talkie and pulls the gun on John. You didn't understand what he said? No, I didn't catch it. <laughs> it's probably like, I got him. He's on floor, whatever. So, so then John turns around. He tries to shoot him and there's no bullets. And then John mocks him and says oh no bullets what do you think i'm fucking stupid Hans? <laughs> and i was like bro bruce willis you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> and hans is like no i'm not that dumb because backup now comes through the elevator and they all start shooting at him yeah they just immediately they just come in guns a blazing yep. and there's a huge firing match so hans knows like hello he doesn't have shoes on yep. so He's, he's like, a smart shoot. guy. He's strategist. Like, yeah. He's like, shoot the glass. So now there's all this like shattered glass all over the floor. And I'm like, oh God, his poor feet. Yeah. I would, <laughs> again, another point. I would never just, just, I would just turn myself in. Like I would, mm, not the time for me. Yeah, exactly. So in the middle of all this, there's all this glass all over the place. And John looks in an exit door and then we like get a shot, exit door, glass, feet. <laughs> I'm like, Godspeed, bro. <laughs> I would try. I mean, I know that there is only like seconds to think at the time but i'd be like is there anything that i could put my feet on (laughs) anything get some computer paper yeah tape it on (laughs) so now hans and his friends go back to their main hostage floor holly knows that john is still alive because 
nobody can piss anybody off the way that John can. Yeah. Which also feels like true love, even though they hate each other. She's like, that's my man. That's his trademark annoyance. I don't think they hate each other. I think there's just like a lot of hurt feelings they're not yeah. working through. Yeah, because it's the 80s and we don't talk about those feelings. Yeah, communication is not key for 80s couples. No, 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 no. Yeah. So then we cut to John and he's dragging his body because his feet are bloody. bloody. And I was like, Ugh. Yep. And then we get an update because it cuts, this movie cuts around a lot, but then it cuts to Theo and he's like, I got through the sixth lock. So now they just have to work on the seventh, which is the ah, hardest. Yes, 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 yes. So then it cuts back to John and he's in a bathroom taking care of his feet. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, he and Al are chatting on the walkie as he's doing that. So, have you ever stepped on glass? Um, I've kicked. It's, it sounds weird. I've like kicked glass by accident. So like kind of it's it's not fun. I've stepped on glass before, but not like a huge chunk, just like a little bit. And it hurts so bad. And I remember one time when I was a kid, me and a friend were walking around and she stepped on like by accident on a huge piece of glass and oh. it sliced through her flip flop and oh. into her foot and she's bleeding so much. Dang. I was like, Ugh. You know yeah. what I have done once? In Girl Scouts, we were doing an ornament designing craft. So you put like paint inside of a round glass ornament ball and then you shake it up so that it, you know, creates whatever fun design. And I shook it too close to the table. So I hit the side of the table and it shattered in my hand. <gasps> So I was just sitting there, like, staring at my bloody hands. Oh, no. Going, like, hmm, that sucks. No. And I think I had it in both hands for some (gasps) reason. I don't know why. I don't know how I managed to do that with two hands. I just remember that I needed bandages on both hands. Oh, my God. And this was, I want to say this was, like, in fifth or sixth grade. Did you cry? Did you freak out? No, I was actually surprisingly calm. I would have freaked out. Um. The troop leaders also were kind of pretty calm, but also like I'm sure they were panicking. Yeah. <laughs> they took me to the bathroom and they're like taking the glass out of my hands. And like there, I remember there was like, because also, you know, when you're in like fifth and sixth grade, you're too cool for everything. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there like not reacting, being like, oh, I'm tough. <laughs> and then like this one time I flinched like a little bit and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, but, but like it also didn't even hurt that she pulled it out. Uh. And I was like, oh no, that was cool. And I'm like, shut up, Nat. This is a glass in your hands. You're fine. You can, you can, you know. This is so serious. Yeah. <laughs> But I also don't remember it even hurting that much because I guess it was thin and not crazy. I don't know. But, maybe but you that, were just so confused. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, my body was just going into shock that it just like, yeah, all right, hands numb now. Yeah. Don't what? eat them. Oh, oh God, I can't feel my hands. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Damn can't it. drive home now. I know, right? I'm really like, <laughs> so yeah, so, so John and Al are having a chat on the walkie as John is healing his feet. And we find out why Al is a desk cop. Turns out that he shot a kid early on in his career. It was dark and he couldn't see the kid. So he just, I guess he just like shot in the dark. Because he was like, oh, the kid had a ray gun. and It looked like the real thing. Yeah. And it turns out that the force teaches you how to do a lot, except how to deal with mistakes. And that's deep. Yeah. Oh, I felt felt really bad. Just that whole part was just super sad. And I was like, oh God, I don't even want to process this right now. (laughs) because <laughs> there's problems on both ends yep. obviously but like oh god and now the fbi is moving in and telling some electrician to cut the power for 10 square blocks which is pretty excessive that seems like a lot but i mean i guess like <laughs> to stop terrorists like i get it yeah but 10 blocks yeah that's a lot that's a lot so now just then the computer guy finally breaks into the vault mm-hmm. so here's my question we go into the vault and we see all the bonds that the boss guy had and then the, the camera goes past some like ancient Japanese armor and some very assumingly expensive like works of art. Yeah. So what's the point of having that wealth if you're just going to put it 
in a vault. Yeah, like why is that painting not hung up? Yeah, what like if you're not going to display it, then sell it to a museum. Because that's also one of those things where it's like you buy something and you put it away and then you forget about it. Yeah. So you just spend all this money on like all this stuff. Just to collect dust. Yeah. Awful. Like that seems like a waste to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what do I know? Yeah. Did you notice that they played Christmas music when the yes. ball opened? And it was like so dramatic. It was fun. So great. So yeah. now the FBI is outside. They're saying that they'll send in fully armored helicopters in five minutes. And they are so proud of themselves for cutting the power. They're so proud of everything they they're doing. They didn't even do it. Yeah. They're so proud of everything they're doing. So then um, Alan Rick- <laughs> Hans calls <laughs> and he requests to talk to the FBI and they're talking and they both think they're bamboozling each other. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then so now we cut back to John. He has a bad feeling about this and radios to Al to find his wife and tell her that it's taken him a while to figure out what a jerk he's been and that when things started working out for her, he should have been more supportive. I agree. Oh, for sure. And she's the best thing that ever happened to a bum like him. She's heard him say, I love you, but has never heard him say he's sorry. So he wants Al to tell her he's sorry. And Al's like, wow, I got that, but I want you to tell her yourself. So wow, that's character development. That's my favorite cliche in everything. Yes. When like one character is like, disheveled and like on their last breath and it's like no man you gotta tell her yourself (laughs) i'm like yes 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 live (laughs) keep going and now we cut back to the reporters being three for three terrible ass people they're awful this is i was so mad at this i got really upset the reporter goes to holly's house and the nanny who we also forgot to mention earlier on she answers the door pretending not to speak english and then the guy leans in and he's like let me in i don't think she I don't think she, it's not that she's pretending not to speak English. I think she just has broken English. Yeah. Yeah. But she does established understand. it earlier in the, yeah. in the movie. But the guy, the, the reporter leans in and he's like, let me in or I'm calling INS. Like, bro, That's what? messed up. I got really upset. Yeah. I was like, that's not like, okay. What is your problem? Plus, like, the reason why they knew where Holly's house was was because, like, someone in the news studio came up to the reporter with like a file and it was like here's all of john mcclain's like info here's where his wife lives like all this stuff that is so invasive yeah like you're not allowed to do that that. i don't think you're allowed to do that no also they're children like you can't do that yeah (laughs) so we cut back to john and he goes to the roof and sees that there's a ton of explosives yep and he contacts al to tell to tell him and then one of the bad guys that like one who's like extra mad at him yes finds him and they start duking it out yep so now Al's like come on what's up there you were talking too fast i can't but like john is too busy fighting now yeah so they just have to figure it out themselves yeah and his walkie's broken now yep cut Whoop. back to the news talking to john and holly's daughter and han realizes and it's on live tv yeah and of course han has like a haunts has a little like tv in his in the office because he's a classy terrorist yeah <laughs> not one of those like everyday run-of-the-mill bad guys yeah really he connects the dots that yeah, holly like, and john are married and yeah, he's like oh because oh, 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 oh. like they're interviewing um holly's daughter and he's he basically has like a, i recognize her and looks at the photos right behind him and he's yeah. like yo are you kidding me yeah and he gets pissed yeah oh my god so now we cut back to john and the guy fighting again and then we cut back to chopper's flying in with the fbi guy fbi guys in it johnson and and johnson yeah johnson and johnson (laughs) no relation they're talking about the percentages of like success and stuff and (sighs) one guy is like yeah we might lose 25 percent of hostages and the other guy's like yeah i can live with that that's messed up and like how about no i thought i was like bro how you're not doing your job then yeah exactly (laughs) that's messed up 
25%? That's a small group. That's a big chunk of people. Yeah. It's that's like, like that that train question, you know, the the one person and the four people on the other track. But like still, like, come on. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, oh my God, they already lost two. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> so now Hans and the hacker are packing up the bonds. Wait, real quick. Yes. So one of the Johnsons says they're expecting transports, not gun shoots. And I'm like, does he mean gunshots? Oh. Like, I know I'm the last person <laughs> to, be... to talk technicalities, but yeah. <laughs> if it's grammar. Yeah, but this is a movie. Like, we're supposed to be professional. <laughs> There's people they could, um, you know, run that by. You want some gun shoots? Like, what? <laughs> so okay. now Hans and the hacker are packing up the bonds and Holly's like, wow, so you're just a thief? Because at this point, also Hans has, like, taken Holly and sent all the other hostages up to the roof. Mm-hmm. so yeah holly's like wow you're just like a thief thief and hans is like excuse me i'm an exceptional thief <laughs> so it's always fun to remember that these people all have egos yeah and it's fun to like undermine them yeah just kind of like mess around with it when you can yeah mm-hmm. and now john finally kills the guy and he meets the hostages up on the roof every time they cut to like john and the bad guys fight they're always like doing some re- like they always cut in on some ridiculous move like the other guy like scissor kicks john yeah and then there's another point where like he jumps and kicks john in the face and i'm like this is so ridiculous john ends up beating the other guy and the way he does it is so brutal he like yeah goes up some stairs and like wraps a chain around his neck and like pushes him because it's on like whatever like zip line thingy yeah i was like oh my god crazy brutal (laughs) <laughs> but then so he after he kills him he goes up to the roof to meet the hostages they all tell him where holly is at the vault and where the vault is yeah and then he's like get back downstairs and they're like don't move because obviously they're all terrified yeah and <laughs> so then he shoots in the air to scare them back inside yeah so then obviously the helicopter season and it's like oh that's our terrorist shoot at yeah. him shoot get light that guy up <laughs> so then they shoot at him and john runs away and he's like you stupid idiots i'm on your side but also john you did not look like you were on their side yeah they don't know what you look like yeah they just know there's terrorists in the building and they have guns yeah and so before that, like they cut to the LAPD and like every single like person they cut to is like, I have a bad feeling about these helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Nobody trusts them. And I was like, guys. <laughs> but this is the Jake Peralta shot. Mm-hmm. This is when, so John pulls out the fire hose that happens to be on the roof yeah. because of safety regulations. So, you know, it's not just conveniently there, but he ties a hose around his waist and he goes to like jump off the roof. And he jumps off just as Hans. So Hans and his guys see the hostages coming back downstairs. And he's like, oh, that's going to be a complication. So he goes to blow up the roof. So just as he presses the button to explode the thing, John jumps off the roof tied to this fire hose. So he like swings into a building. Like he shoots <laughs> the, the window in. Mm-hmm. So he swings into that floor, whatever it is. And that is the Jay Peralta shot. It was such a cool moment. Yeah. It was so cool. I don't care how inaccurate it is. <laughs> Physically very possible, I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Movies are real. Yeah. <laughs> That's real physics. So the chopper gets caught in the explosion and that also blows up. Poor Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't care about the human life anyway. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of just there for their... Yeah. They life. were the 25% that might have, you know, been lost. Yeah. So totally okay. Yeah. So now we cut back down to Argyle. He sees a van drive out of the back of the delivery truck with also, which makes no sense to me because when we first got there, <laughs> there wasn't a van in there. There was no van in there. There were 20 men in the back of that truck and no room for a van. Unless that guy was like, okay, guy, guys, see you later. And then he left to go pick up a van. But I like, yes, but like, what? Doubtful. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> so now John sees Holly and Hans, but only has like two bullets left. And he also sees some Christmas tape. So that's going to be something later on. 
Yeah, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> and now we cut to Argyle, and he sees the van because he has his limo, so he decides to like T-bone ram into the van, mm-hmm. and then he gets out and punches the hacker in the face. Yeah, so knocks who's him out. the real hero of this movie? I'm so proud of him for springing into action. Yeah. <laughs> Then we cut back to John and he shoots one guy and then there's the guy who's at the front desk and Hans and Holly. So um, Hans grabs Holly and he's like, I'm going to shoot your wife, drop your weapon and put your hands on your head. So he's doing that and they have a little bit of a moment like John's talking to like distract and then he yep. makes everyone laugh, but it's like uncomfortable laughing. It's one of those like crazy I'm accepting the last day of my life kind of laughs. Yeah. And then um, we get a sh- the camera pans. We get a shot of his back, and he has like a hidden weapon because of the Christmas tape. Yep, he taped his his last two bullets in onto his back, essentially. Ah, well, like the gun with the last two bullets. Yeah, I was like, okay, smarty pants. Yeah. So then he ends up making his move. He shoots Hans and the other guy, but he gets the other guy right in the forehead, and I was like, ugh. And then it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And um, he ends up just shooting hans but hans gets injured and doesn't like get killed yeah so hans like backs up falls out of the window and he's still holding on to holly so annoying so clingy yeah honestly (laughs) just die already (laughs) yeah so he's like trying to hold on to holly and he's like hanging out of the building and holly's like half hanging out and john's holding her and he reaches for her rolex and like tries to undo it and like hans is trying to bring his arm up to like shoot and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god God." so he undoes the rolex and then hans starts falling and he starts dropping and they're on the 30th floor so the camera um cuts to Dwayne. he's like oh i hope that's not a hostage (laughs) (laughs) he's so bad at his job yeah but, like, I like that there's a lot of, like, funny little lines in this movie. And yeah. And that's one of them. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so now, after Hans has fallen to his death, we get the aftermath of everybody getting out of the building. Wait, but first, while, while in the vault, John and Holly embrace. And he's all sweaty and bloody. Gross. And Holly almost died. And I'm like, I guess when you want to fix your relationship, just end up in a life or death situation. Nothing brings you together more than trauma does. Yeah. You yeah. know? Almost dying. Yeah. Really awesome bonding isn't experience. it that like shared trauma is like a thing oh for sure i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> so everyone starts to exit the building yep and john and al make eye contact and love at first sight so good and like just the lighting on john and you see like the single manly tear it is so romantic it's so the good. music that they chose during the scene they're slowly walking towards each other i was emotional <laughs> They get to each other and they embrace. They hug. Oh, they hug it out. Uh, oh my God. It was the most romantic scene I've ever seen. Yeah. And then Dwayne comes in and totally kills the moment. Oh, yeah. He's like, where's John McClane? I need a debrief. Like, look at all this stuff you did. Blah, blah, blah. Screams happen. Yeah. And that guy who's chained, who's like hung up on the chain. Yeah. He comes running out and like shooting, like with his Shooting in the sky, gun. wasting bullets. Yeah. And then you hear other shots firing and it's like all slow-mo. Everybody ducks. Everyone ducks. John, like... John is protecting Holly. Yeah, he brings her to the ground. I'm like, my man. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so... (laughs) And then um, slow-mo shots of a gun and it pans up, the camera pans and Al did it. Got him. He got him. He shot the He killed the last bad guy. Yeah. Good for him. He saved everyone. That's growth. Yeah. You know? Did you notice there were also no paramedics around? No, there weren't. I didn't see any paramedics. No, just fire trucks. <laughs> I feel like they should have been there. <laughs> you know, it was the 80s. They were taking their time, I guess. Yeah, they were like, it's Different fine. rules. They're like, it's a hostage situation. They won't be out for like hours. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped at McDonald's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Argyle busts through like the gate and John and Holly see him. So they start walking over and a, that reporter, that asshole reporter yep. gets in like their face and Holly socks him. Nice. Clocks him right in the face. She's got a like, good right hook. Yes. Yes, Holly. Yeah, she's my hero. I love her. <laughs> and then they get into the limo and they drive away. Yeah. The end. And he's like, oh, this is your Christmas? Like, I want to come over for New Year's. Argyle is like part of the family now. <laughs> yeah, really. He was part of this. He was a yeah. great, he was a big part he of He was this. so good. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. I liked it. I kind of want to read the book now. It's a book? Yeah, it said so in the opening credits. Oh, I didn't even read that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, maybe I should have known to get that for you for Christmas. Because I did not get that for you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I have a gift card. Okay. I'll, I'll make my way eventually. So, okay. Christmas movie or not? Oh, yeah. This is a Christmas movie, this right? This is for sure a Christmas because movie. Because how much... Just because it's not about Santa Claus and like little kids getting exactly. gifts, it doesn't mean it's not a Santa... It's there not a Christmas was movie. so many references to Christmas. Yeah. It took place on Christmas Eve. There's Christmas music. Everybody was humming Christmas music. It The credits rolled over, let it snow. Yeah. They played Christmas music while they got into the vault. Christmas decor. Christmas decor. Yeah. They used Christmas tape to, to for the last two bullets. This was a Christmas movie. And it was romantic. So technically, Hallmark Christmas yes. <laughs> do you mean the romance between um john and al yeah the the bromance because that sure. is the most pure love i've ever seen it was so good that's what i want and i'm glad mom and dad are okay now yeah me too <laughs> did those kids ever make like did daddy ever come home for christmas we'll see well see. technically they did because yeah. was it oh and then they the had next a... morning by the time they drove away oh i don't know i, I, I kinda... feel like it was getting late but i might be making that it might have been christmas day who knows not me <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. movie was i watching Oh, but also like when John introduces his wife to Al, he uses her maiden name and then she's like Holly McLean. So cute. And I was like, oh, love that. They feel okay. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't even have to talk about it again because it's the 80s. They just know. Yeah. They're like, okay, we almost died. Like maybe my last name doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And also, but like her saying that is like, I guess them saying everything they needed to say without saying it. And I was like, oh my God. But definitely Christmas movie. Oh, for sure. I'm glad you liked it. I loved this. Because I also, I, I have to say, I did not remember much of the movie besides watching it once last year. And being like, but this movie's great. Yeah. I just, when we were, you know what else I need to know what's wrong with us is that we knew that we were watching this movie for two weeks and we both waited until yesterday to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave us the right? <laughs> Honestly. What's our issue maybe our goal for next year is to um maybe we're late because we procrastinate so much (laughs) our goal for next year is to watch at least give us a day buffer yeah you know be a little more prepared (laughs) but by then if we do that then we won't be late to the party we'll just be at the party yeah that's true so that won't be fun (laughs) if we're not high stress we're not having fun then we're unprepared and on time that's not as fun yeah it's great to be late and pretty boring yeah yeah Uh, but I'm so glad that we all got to watch and listen to Die Hard this year. I loved it. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. Why hasn't this movie been brought into my life sooner? You know what? Late to the party. It's on brand. <laughs> Pretty on brand. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. We'll be back next week with some Game of Thrones because it's the new year. So we're back to our regular, regular Game of Thrones stuff. Because also, are there New Year's movies? That's not a thing, right? Uh, Besides High School Musical that takes place on New Year's Day. <laughs> but i've seen that too many times i'm pretty sure there's like some cheesy rom-coms that probably take place around new year's oh you're right 
yeah i'm sure hallmark has some or um yeah. what's that other one lifetime yeah maybe maybe some yep. news channels yeah <laughs> those like straight to tv movies yeah we're not ready for those yet no i want to do like fun movies yeah no we're here like our whole thing is is the cult classic so we got to do those first yeah and then also once we finish game of thrones then we'll if we start getting desperate for movies and content then we'll go to those yeah but i don't think now, we will because no. there's so many there's, we haven't seen a single movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> but for now yeah enjoy the holidays yeah bye. enjoy your presents sorry oh. i cut you off <laughs> I didn't, I was looking for something else to say. Okay. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends and take fun pictures and share them with us. Yes. Follow do. us on the social medias at Chowdy Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yay. And tell your friends to listen to us on all of the different platforms that we have that I don't remember right now because I'm sick. And it's on you now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we trust you. You guys, yeah. you guys know you're you responsible. Got this. You got this. Okay. That's it. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.